This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. I would have liked to have, you know, helped this team win some more games in the first 25, so we're not in the position we're in right now. But that being said, there's a lot of hockey left, and we can really, you know, we got to find our, we got to play the way we did the past couple, and, you know, I think wins will come, and we'll start, you know, climbing the standings, and that's what it's all about right now, getting points. From Sabres defenseman Connor Clifton, Sabres taking on the Panthers, a key bag tonight. We welcome in Paul Hamilton, WGR, into the sports bar. Paul, last time we spoke, I want to say it was early December, and I remember you saying, you know, at a time when when I think a lot of us still had hope and optimism about this team's ability to make the postseason, hey guys, this isn't it. These guys aren't, I'm not sure that these are the guys that are going to get it done. Um, I'm curious. I mean, it felt like that was, you know, now looking back, that was fairly prophetic that they just have been more consistently inconsistent this season than I think any of us imagined. Uh, And and then you have a game like what we had earlier this week where they absolutely throttle a downtrodden opponent, 7-0. How are you, Paul? What's going on with the Sabres? Get us caught up. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. You know, I had asked Connor Clifton that question because, you know how poorly he had played to start and everybody's like, why did you sign him? What are you doing? You know, and a lot of it was because he was playing left defense as a right-handed shot. Eric Johnson is the one that changed that. He said, you know what? Just let's just switch. I'll do it. Let me play left. You play right. Get comfortable. And from that point forward, Connor Clifton's been a very good defenseman for the Sabres. Um, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I believe he's around plus 15 since that Boston game. Mm. And, and, you know, really, uh, you know, maybe he hasn't hit as much as, as he did in Boston, but he's no longer a liability and playing very, very well. And you can tell by, if you look at the Sabres numbers from December 29th on, they're the fifth best defensive team in the league if you take it from the first of january on i believe they jump up to the second or third best defensive team but they're not winning i mean they're losing games that they dominate to the vancouver connects one to nothing they lose a game to the dallas stars which they dominate two to one i mean so they figured out all right we have to limit the turnovers which they're doing they're getting great goaltending from uko pekka lukanen and they're playing much, much better defensively. They're not giving up the three-on-ones and the two-on-ones and the two-on-os and 
the shorthanded goals and just the sloppiness. And that was because Darlene and Samuelson and Power and Clifton all started playing better, much better. They weren't giving the puck up. But on the other side of that coin, they still weren't scoring goals. 48 shots against the Stars. But no net front presence. Nobody around the net. So Ottinger, Ottinger had a you know pretty easy time of it, even though there's 48 shots. And overall, I thought the Sabres played a good game. But what they showed us against Los Angeles is look what they do when they do go to the net and do take pucks and bodies to the net. That's what they did all night long. They won battles. They defended pretty well. They got up ice in a hurry. They won battles, forcing Los Angeles into turnovers. Then they went to the net. And, all right, so I'm sure Sabre fans enjoyed watching that game, but I think it also frustrated them. Because now the question is, why can't you always play like that? Yeah. Why, does it, why, why do you do it once every X amount of games and, you know, I think I've said this to you before. If they would just play the way Don Granato wants them to on a right. consistent basis, which is what we saw against Los Angeles, they would be a good team and they would have a lot more wins. But they don't. And one of the reasons they don't score goals is because they're trying to muscle pucks through goaltenders who can see the puck coming. I mean, when you, when you take their eyes away from them and start tipping pucks, you know, that's how, that's how you, you get goals in the National Hockey League. And you're there for rebounds because you're at the net. You're not standing in the circles or over on the wall. Uh, you're at the net trying to jump on rebounds. And, uh, you know, that's the way goals are scored. So there have been improvements in their game. And you would think if they're the third best team in the National Hockey League defensively, how are they not winning? How, how come they haven't caught up? Well, they're the same amount of points behind as they were when they started. Ten. You know, and, and, and your 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 goaltender is standing on his head. Your goaltender has a one point five seven goals against average, uh or you know, since uh early, late December. And I think his record's seven and five. <laughs> how how is that? How does that be? Mm. You know, and, and your save percentage is nine forty. Because everybody thought, remember the off season? Well, they got to improve the goaltending. If they just had better goaltending, they would have made the playoffs. And and okay, here it is. Yeah, you've got you've getting great goaltending. Your goaltender is almost at the top of the league lately, and he's been doing great. They've they they're playing great defensively, and they're no better off than they were last off season. Yeah, Paul, I'm sure you look at all the metrics, like what Money Puck has them, like a 7% chance to make the postseason. Read something today, a 1% chance. So what we saw from the Kings and maybe what we'll see tonight, who knows, but is all this a little uh, too little too late here, would you say? Yeah, I, I, even though they played that game against the Kings, uh I, I I don't see any signs at all that tell me they're going to go on a run that's necessary. I mean, let's be honest. If they're going to get back into this, they got to go on an eight to ten game winning streak. It can't just be a three game winning streak, which would be a first for them this year. You know, if they, it's got to be eight, nine, ten games. And even that, in itself, let's say they won ten in a row, I don't think they'd be in the playoffs yet. I think the other teams would still be ahead of them because. You know, you, they've got a 10-point bulge on you, and they're not going to sit there, and they're not going to lose all their games while you're winning all your games, and the six teams that you've got to leapfrog are all going to lose their games while you're winning all your games, and you're just going to zip right up the standings. 
yeah, you'll pass some teams, but what it would do, it, it would make it interesting for the end as, as a, you know, a run, they'd be close, but honestly, I don't even think they'd be in yet, even if they won 10 in a row, yeah. because the other teams are going to get some wins in there also. And, but it would just close the gap for them. So I've, I've haven't seen anything that tells me they're about to go on an eight to 10 game winning streak. Paul, I, uh, and this all stemmed from something that crossed my feed from Wyshynski at ESPN as he's going through his positional rankings and Rasmus Dahlin fell out of the top 10 defensemen in the NHL. And, and I, I kind of read that and I thought to myself, you know what? I, I think I kind of agree with that right now. I hate that I agree with that right now. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing with Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, I think the Sabres, you know, they obviously knew what they were getting with him. He's a very offensive-minded defenseman. Um, I don't know that he's, you know, evoking any fear in any of his opponents from a physical standpoint or defensive standpoint. We we see him score against L.A., and we know what he's capable of. We've also seen him kind of get a little emotional on the ice when things aren't going his way. This is a guy that eventually is going to be, he already is. I mean, he's, he's one of the leaders on this team. What's your evaluation of Darlene here at this stage of his career? Well, when they decided to pump him up a couple of years ago when he was just awful and basically said he was playing great when he wasn't, they got him to an elite level. He got to that level because it was like, all right, my coach has my back. You know, and all of a sudden he started playing at an elite level as one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. I haven't seen that for the most part this year. Now, I thought he had his best game of the year by far against Dallas. I thought he was great. Um, Really, really played well and dominated. And that's part of what they have to have. Part of their team makeup includes Rasmus Dahlin being elite. That's part of the equation. He has to be elite. He has to be one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey to get back to where he was. This year, I would say there's nights he's pretty good. There's nights he's above average. There's nights he's no better than average. I've seen one night where he's been elite, and that was against Dallas. And that has to change. He has been pathetic on the power play. I mean, he and Power, just on the two power plays, if you want to – I mean, they're they're their quarterbacks on the power play, and it it just has not been there at all. And that should be one thing that he's good at and has been good at in the past. I mean, last year, for most of the year, they were, what, the third best power play in the NHL, and it slipped near the end. And I think they wound up around eight, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, but today, or this year, it's been it's one of the worst in the National Hockey League with basically the same cast of characters and teams like, all right, we're just going to kind of go over towards Thompson's way. He's not going to beat us. Any other four guys out here going to beat us? Nope. Balling's not going to beat us. He's not playing that well. He's just going to give the puck away. Skinner is a turnover machine on the power play. So is Middlestat. And, you know, they, they, they try these blind passes and try to force things through and the other team just tips them and out, out it goes. Yeah. So that's a good strategy. Take away the guy who has that booming one-timer that nobody can stop, get in the lanes that he can't get the puck, and dare the other four guys to beat you because they're not going to do it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Paul Hamilton, WGR. Sabres uh, taking on Florida tonight. And uh, we are less than a month away here, Paul, from the NHL trade deadline. And I think it's interesting how when you look at the tenure of Kevin Adams, and not just with when it comes to the trade deadline, but overall, it really haven't been all that many moves. It's just been kind of, here are the guys we're just going to kind of work with. So what is your expectation? What what should Sabre fans kind of expect here? Should this team be selling a Casey Middlestad? Or I, I've read, too, that maybe they'll actually be in the buyer's market trying to buy for the future. The trades that they need are normally made at trade deadline. I'm not saying you can't make a hockey trade, but they normally aren't made. The trades you you make are, does Eric Johnson want to go somewhere for a sixth-round pick? Does Gergensen's want to go somewhere for a sixth-round pick? I mean, that that's, that's what all it is, is the guys on expiring contracts. Casey Mills, that's not a free agent for two years. And... Um, uh, Adams was on WGR a couple of days ago. I think it was before Tuesday's game. And he said the, this r- rumor that says we were shopping Casey Mills, that is absolutely 100% not true. He goes, are there conversations happening? Yes. He goes, we are not shopping him, though. He goes, if, if somebody wants to call and talk about him or anybody else, we, of course, have a conversation. because That's my job. And that's the way he goes. You could ask him about any player. I don't think Rasmus Dahlin, I think he'd be the only untradeable guy. But you know what? If somebody called up Kevin Adams and said, you know, what's the status uh, of Dahlin? I'm sure Adams would say, what would you give me for him? Because he wants to hear. He wants to hear what that player is worth. You know, he, he makes calls on players he has no intention on getting because he wants to know the worth of that player around the league. So that's pretty much how things go for him. Um, I still don't think Casey Middlestat is, unless they trade one of the top six in the core, which I think they should be open to. I'm not saying they should blow it up or should do it, but if, and I'm not blaming Thompson and Cousins. I'm just using their names as examples. I'll give you the reason why. If they can get you that one, that number two defenseman who can stand next to Rasmus Dahlin and play really well, 
okay, now, okay, if it, let's say it costs you Thompson. Now you can move Middlestad into your top six, which right now he's not in there unless there's an injury. You can also sign him if you want to. And if you don't want to do that, you've got three young centers who you just drafted who are supposed to be studs in Kulik mm-hmm. and, and um, Oslin and Savoy to back them up. They're all centers. So if, if it ta- this isn't working, and that, that I think we know. For two years now, this group of core players, it's been the same guys basically, cannot play at home. That's not a fluke. It's happened for two straight years now where they've been 460 or less at home in a points percentage. That's 27th or worse in the league. So they have a bunch of guys who can't perform under pressure. All Don Granado talks about is pressure, 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 the pressure of making, trying to make the playoffs last year, the pressure of playing under a $7 million contract, the pressure of this, the pressure of that. Well, to me, he's giving them outs. And they obviously can't perform under this pressure. So there are some people in their core that they have signed that maybe they need to inch out of here because what they've got is not working. So back to what I was saying, maybe you have to examine, maybe it's not middle staff that gets traded. Maybe you do re-sign him and maybe somebody else in the core has to go if he can get you that defenseman that I'm talking about, not for picks. And, and Adams did say that also on Tuesday, that he is not looking for trades for futures. He's looking for players to play now in the trades that he's looking for. So um, just because he's not real active at the trade deadline, unless he can talk a team into actually making a hockey trade, I wouldn't get too excited about it. I would get excited about it if they come into next season and basically have the same group like they did last off season. That's where the mistake was made. You know, they were getting guys for Rochester. They were getting guys for the sixth and seventh defensemen. They did nothing with the forwards, even though Quinn's going to be out till Christmas. And that's where the mistake was made. And they, that can't happen. They can't just say, well, they'll be all right. This year was a fluke. We have guys who can score goals. We know they can score goals and, and just do a, do a few little tweaks. So I wouldn't worry about it too much at the trade deadline. I would worry about it if we're having this conversation at the end of September. You know, Paul, let's, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense, and I'm curious as to what your reaction has been to their decision to roster, manage the roster the way that they have given some of these injuries. I mean, Jack Quinn goes down, and I think immediately, you know, we were thinking, you know, selfishly, we want to see Kulik and Rosane in Rochester for as long as we can because if they're helping us win games and they can get us a, a Calder Cup, we're going to be all for it. But at the same time, we understand there's a development that goes on. Are you surprised with how they've managed the roster through the Quinn injury, through the power injury, and the idea that they haven't really tapped into Rochester all that much? Well, with a power injury, I don't know who you're going to bring up. I mean, you've basically got Johnson here. And uh, after that, it's just... And Bryson's guys. up, and Bryson's been, been yeah, you know, yeah, performing. Bryson, yeah, right. So the as far as the defensemen, they're here. Kulik's struggling right now, and I, I was listening to Seth Appert over a week ago before he went out and didn't play in those two games. It sounded to me more like he wasn't going to play in these two games more of, of, through because of exhaustion than injuries. 
you know, they, he did say that he has a few bumps and bruises, but then he went on to talk about, and I think rightfully so, the exhaustion of having to play over 110 games last year and come back and do it all over again and go run into the World Junior Tournament again and then having trouble to get San Jose for the All-Star game. And, and he just came back totally exhausted and it doesn't have any goal since he's been back. It's been over what, 10 games. So I, 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 you know, I just wonder, and I, I would agree with it. If they just sat him for a couple games, say, relax, take a breath here. You'll get your strength back, you know, get charged up and let's get ready for the, for the uh, end of the season here. And I think it's worth it. If you've got a player who's played that much and it's affecting him, if you got to sit him for a game or two, if that's what happened, I think that's worth it because you need him for your stretch run. You need him for the playoffs. And if he comes back energized, I think that, you know, I think it's the right thing to do if that's indeed what happened. So he really wasn't an option for this Quinn injury to bring up. He's just, you know, he's not ready right now to, to do that. Um, you know, is Rusick ready? You know, he's been on a pretty pretty good run for them, but when he was up here, they they didn't get anything from him. I mean, uh, Roseanne, he played a little bit more at Kulik, only played the one game, and again, he played one really, really good game. And other than that, he was in over his head. So, but you can get to a point, too, here where you can say to yourself, all right, where are they going? Are they really going anywhere? You know, would, would it be good to get one of them some experience here and slide him in uh, to that position and, and give him an them opportunity. Because if Kulik's going to be up here, he's got to be in the top six. He can't be playing with, uh, you know, Krebs and, and Robinson. You know, he, he, he he's wasting his time. You might as well leave him in Rochester. If you're going to give him a good look and give him a chance, you got to put him with Paterka and Cousins or, you know, right now you got a Poso playing with Thompson and Skinner. Well, you got to put him there. You got to put him somewhere where he can flourish um, in, in, in the lineup. So, uh, but I, I, I understand why he's not here right now. Last one for me, Paul, and uh, it's about Don Granado, and I like Don Granado. I, I think that, uh, you know, what has happened here. Well, it's a results-driven uh, uh, business, right? So uh, if we get to the end of the season, and it's kind of where we are right now, how warm is the seat for the head coach? I, with Kevin Adams, it's not warm at all. Uh, it would have to come from ownership. And since his – that's one thing I think Terry Pagula gets a little, gun, a little uh, happy with is these contract extensions. I mean – Don Granado, yes, he had a good season last year. So we got to give him a contract extension right away. McDermott has to have a contract extension. Everybody's got to have contract <laughs> extensions. We got to do that right away. These young players. Now, that is a trend around the NHL, I will say. But did they jump the gun on some of these contract negotiations uh, with some of their younger players? But that's being done. So look at Sanderson in Ottawa. I can name you a bunch of them, you know, that are getting the same types of those bridge contracts seem to be going away. And you got to figure out. Are these guys going to be somebody we can count on down the line? So I don't see Terry Pagula letting go of a coach whose contract extension hasn't even started yet. It starts next year. I can't see him letting a coach go that is just starting his contract. So to answer your question, I would be rather surprised if he goes. You never say never. 
there are things I could sit here and tell you there are a lot of things I like about Don Granado. There are a lot of things I don't like. I already told you the one thing I don't like. I think he enables these guys. And I, and I don't think he, he and I have a definite opposite view on holding players accountable. And we've talked about that. We've sat in a room and talked about it. And we just differ in our opinions on that. And I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know more hockey than Don Granado. He's forgotten more hockey than I know. Um, but you know, I just, it's, I just, those are the type of things that I think he falls short on. One of the things I love is something I saw today, 1030 morning skate, Owen power sitting over on the bench, obviously can't practice yet. Instead of going on the ice, the assistant coaches usually do most of it. Anyway, he sits next to Owen power for 15 minutes and they just take it in, you know? And I thought that's, that's a good thing to do as the head coach. Because I asked him about it, and he said, yeah, Owens, it's a different situation. He's not preparing for a game, and we can just sit and talk hockey. We can talk about what we're looking at. We can talk about situations. We can talk about a lot of things. And he goes, that's the part of coaching that he really enjoys, and he's good at that stuff. Yeah, and I, 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 I think that stuff goes a long ways with his players to do things like that. So things like that are what I like about Don Granato. And you hope that, given the relationship that he's developed with these guys, I mean, we heard it earlier this year when Kyle Oposa was taking bullets from every angle and they said, we're going to play for Don and they, they do what they do to Toronto. You hope that you get maybe a little bit more of that consistency here down the stretch, Paul. And and it starts tonight with uh, oh, a team that you're you're looking to chase down in, in Florida. They're they're nasty and they're good. And, and well, they're not chasing them down. No, no they're not. They're not catching the them. Yeah. These are one of the teams that that you know. I just feel like we're perpetually looking up at in those standings. Those Florida Panthers and almost chased them down last year. That was the team that they were one point behind, and then they wind up in the Stanley Cup Finals, and they were one point from not making the playoffs to the Buffalo Sabers. So it just shows you, you know, what 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 they can do. So. uh yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, weird the way hockey goes. We'll be uh, listening for you on the call tonight, Paul. Appreciate the time as always. Have a great one. Take care, guys. Thanks, Paul. That is Paul Hamilton. You can hear him tonight on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. We'll have coverage for you starting at 7 o'clock from KeyBank. That's interesting about uh, Don Granato because I thought, all right, they didn't make the move in December when really you could make the argument that this team needed a wake-up call, a shake-up, and this is common in the NHL. It's so common that the idea that Don Granato right now is the sixth longest tenured coach in the NHL, for what? <laughs> they haven't made the playoffs yet, and yet we're going to start another contract? The, the, the man that we really would like to know his thoughts, he doesn't speak to the media. That's Terry Pagula. If if they've made a mistake, it would appear as if they've, you know, you heard the word enable a lot. That Pagula has enabled a lot of people within this organization, given them stability that maybe isn't necessarily earned just yet. Kevin Adams, you know, dealing out contracts to players that, while show all the potential in the world, haven't won anything. <laughs> And and now your coach is in the same boat where, all right, yeah, your extension kicks in next season. I think the likelihood that they move on from Don Granado is very slim. I'm with Paul. That would be very uncharacteristic. 
Now, I mean, before when Pagula was really kind of embedded and and making moves, and and where did that get him? I mean, maybe he's learned. You know, I don't know that that keeping him is the right move or firing him is the right move. I I don't know. But when you hear stories like that, when you hear stories of Granado sitting down on the bench and just chopping it up with one of his injured players. You, you know that he's developing relationships with them. He's not ignoring them. He's not berating them. I mean, maybe they need some of that. Maybe they need a little bit more of that. Maybe Don Granado needs the word that I love. He needs to be just a little bit more matable. And we don't see it all the time. We're, we're certainly not at practice mm. to know just exactly how he's getting into these guys or motivating these guys. But if you're enabling them all the time, then yeah, they're, they're going to get comfortable, complacent. I'm not going to play at the potential that you need them to play at if you want to be the kind of team that we all think they can be got some takes coming up here i'll drink to that is on the way next in the sports bar okay so when we're talking about the bill salary cap it's not pretty right <laughs> by one estimate 51 million dollars they've got to figure out how to whittle down we don't have the final number on the cap but we know some of the moves right uh one of them being tradavius white another one is uh, attack on years for a josh allen contract could there be a surprise move? Meaning, some a player that has been here, been a cornerstone, but could the Bills move on from him, have his replacement right now on the roster, and save a bunch of money? And I'm going to weigh out this option here that I'm sure Brandon Bean is kicking around. I want to go a little bit deeper on uh, Rasmus Dahlin. We just heard from Paul Hamilton. He kind of gave his evaluation of Dahlin's play this year. There's there's stuff that I see out of Dahlin where I, I just, you know, Paul put it bluntly, he needs to be elite. And I don't think what we've seen is that. I don't think what we've seen is, is a player who has been elite. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more next with I'll drink to that today brought to you by the farmer's dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. You're listening to the sports bar with danger and Bataglia on 95, seven oh, yeah. FM and AM nine fifty. the fan Rochester T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 